This is Moxie Podcast, where we talk shit about the shit that happened this week in pop culture <laughs> Pop culture stuff. Not cop culture. Gotta really pop that P. <laughs> yeah. Cop culture. Sorry for your ears, anybody, about that. Fuck the police. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Asif. And I'm Lauren. Yes, yeah, so this past week, Spider-Man. At yes, the, it, Far From Home. It came out the week before last, right? That was last week. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, it feels like it was the week before last. Time is just mashing together everything. It's a yep. construct that's falling apart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. Well, anyways, Far From Home came out, and we both saw it. Yep. So, yeah, it's the second of the MCU Spider-Man movies. It's the third second Spider-Man. The third. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I've listened to a couple reviews of it, and they all point that out. Do we think it's the best of the second Spider-Mans? I I think I liked it the best out of the three. Um, I'll I'll always say Spider-Man 2. The original Spider-Man 2 will always be my favorite. It's just my favorite Spider-Man, but this was great. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. We have Mysterio. Oh, man, how can we even talk about Mysterio without spoiling stuff? Mysterio's there fighting. We give our general impressions, and then we go into spoiling stuff. Okay, so Mysterio, we have Quentin Beck. He's there fighting these things called the Elementals. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure they were also the bad guys in the first Ghost Rider movie. I don't even remember watching. I remember that I saw it. I don't remember what happened at all. Yeah, but they were different characters. They didn't have like Hydro Man and Molten Man. There was like a wind dude and a dirt dude (laughs) and a water dude. Well, I'm sure this is better than what that was. And the wind dude looked really weird because he was like, he was a dude with kind of googly eyes and like dreads. And just the lighting looked like he was there for comedic effect. (laughs) <laughs> like, it didn't look like I was meant to take this guy seriously. It also didn't help that we have Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Caging it up like he never Nicolas Caged it before. I mean, that's his default, like... To Nicolas Cage? Yeah, it's his default state is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. you want like People disrespect Nicolas Cage. I like old Nicolas Cage. I think there's a point where Nicolas Cage is really good. I I think sometimes he can be quite good and sometimes he can be quite bad and there's not much rhyme or reason to when <laughs> one happens and the other. He'll be fantastic in movies that have no right to be good at all and he'll be terrible in movies that should be good. It'd be hilarious if it was just something banal like, you know, the weather of the day. <laughs> He's just like, well, I'm going to do this performance wacky and kooky versus I'm going to give it my heart and soul. Maybe something about the pressure. Yeah, like the, the barometric pressure. The barometric <laughs> pressure, yeah, it just sets ni- the crazy off in Nicolas Cage. The funny thing is, that would be such a Nicolas Cage thing. <laughs> I remember... He has a medical condition that makes him act in a very strange, <laughs> non-standard way. Purely in terms of the barometric pressure. Yeah. I remember reading an interview with Adris Alba before he was big. He was in um, the second Ghost Rider movie. Okay. And he was just talking about how like, one day Nick shows up you know, more frayed than usual. And he's just like, hey, man, like, everything all right? And he's just like, I was just, I, I spent last night in Castle Dracula. I could feel the spirits, you know? No <laughs> one mentioning that Dracula's a fictional character. Um, I'm assuming Vlad, the Impaler's castle, whatever. But uh, Nicolas Cage is a weird person. But we digress off topic. A very, very good second Spider-Man movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, I quite liked it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Like you said, Spider-Man teams up with Mysterio, fight the elementals. Um, if you've seen the trailer, you know, Nick Fury's in it a little bit. That's who kind of brings them together. And Spider-Man goes to Europe on a trip. Yeah. He's trying to 
after all the craziness that was Infinity War and Endgame, and even to a lesser extent, Civil War, he just wants to be a kid. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, get so that. that's kind of what the movie's about. And we can't really talk much more about it without spoiling what happens in it because it kicks off at a rip roaring pace, kind of slows down up until a certain point. And then it's nonstop until the end. Yeah, absolutely. I found the comedy in this one to be really good. Yep. Um, Martin Starr and J.B. Smooth as the teachers were just awesome. <laughs> it took me like half the movie to realize I was J.B. Smooth. I'm like, oh, shit, this is why I like it so much. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, you know, Tom Holland is just so good as Peter Parker. I, I, would, I would say I fully agree with anyone who says he's the best Spider-Man yet, hands down. Yep. My opinion. He hits all the right notes as both Peter and Spider-Man. Though, in this, I, I don't feel like this is his best performance as Spider-Man. Okay. Like, I, in the suit, fighting monsters kind of thing. He's not, but I don't think it was supposed to be, as in, he's not as quippy, and he's not as lighthearted as Spider-Man normally is, but that's kind of because he's, he's fighting, like, elemental monsters and spider-man's not really equipped to fight elemental monsters yeah he literally says in the movie what am i supposed to do i just shoot webs (laughs) and so i kind of fair question yeah i kind of get it that that was like my only one of my only complaints was that it didn't feel perfect spidey but at the point in his career that this version of spider-man is i get it Hmm. i guess if i have a complaint there, there would be two and both of them were done on purpose so it's just a matter of them rubbing me the wrong way and the second one i can't say yet because that will veer into spoiler territory but i can go into the first one and that being that the outcome of endgame is just kind of like washed over yeah Yeah. very much like yeah it happened da 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 yeah here was a blip everyone's back things are cool if there's one thing that's bad it's that tony stark died and but like this is a monumental event. The world changed fundamentally. You had five years of people, you know, basically adjusting to a new life. And then they're you know. back. Yeah, and then everything's okay. But it's like in no way, shape, or form is that okay. Like when you actually think of people as human beings, the trauma that would create, there's really no acknowledgement of that trauma beyond Tony Stark. And I get mm. it because, you know, they, they kind of wanted to establish, okay, we're moving on from this. We're yeah. going back to like because like fun Marvel. We won Endgame. Like the good yeah. guys won. Yeah, and I, I I think they didn't want to dwell on the bad negative kind of feelings, which I get from like a thematic standpoint. Of course, but yeah. you are you are right that they could have done with a little, just a little more exploration, maybe of outside of the funniness of stuff coming back because there's a few great jokes about oh, yeah. people they, coming back. But the guy whose wife used it as an excuse to fuck off <laughs> and go hook up with another guy and the excuse that she was blipped. Or just like the shot of like the, the basketball game at the high school. There was just the marching band yeah. shows up back again from it where was, they disappeared. It was awesome. But again, like I, I completely understand why they did it. It is to move on. But it's just like, you know, people don't move on that easily. Yeah. You know, and there's some acknowledgement of it. Again, the only time it was really acknowledged was with Tony Stark stuff and like there's more to it than him. Mm-hmm. Every character in this movie should be affected. Yeah. Now, were we meant to assume then that, like, Peter and MJ and all those guys also were blipped? Well, how come that? How come there's no mention of any of that? 
Yeah. Well, so yeah. Like any, anybody that's still the same age was blipped. Yes. So pretty much all like Peter and his group of friends. Yeah. And all their teachers because they didn't look terribly much older. Really, it was that one guy. Oh yeah, Martin Starr. Or the Asian oh, guy. Yeah, who is again uses a joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was it. And again, I understand completely where they're coming from. Mm. Have we now reached the point where we can veer into spoilers? Yeah, because yeah, we can't really discuss anything more. Yeah, because this is superficial. Without as fuck. spoilers. Okay, so warning to you all from this point on, it'll be spoiler heavy. Yeah. You can switch off right now. Pause on your phone, wherever you're listening to. Immediately go to the theater, right away. Don't care what time it is. Either watch in theater or pirate it online. You watch that goddamn movie. Then you come back and listen to the rest. Yep. Starting now. So, I was fucking right about Mysterio. Oh, Fucking yeah. called it. <laughs> I I said that to Camille in the theater when the twist happened. I was like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because that was my initial reaction too. And then I believed the hype. Where they're all like, no, alternate universe version. Oh, my God, multiverse. Nope. You're talking about the multiverse. Nope. The multiverse possibly means X-Men. What a fool I was. <laughs> and it felt like when but he the- was talking about the story, when he did that big explanative thing in the bar. Yep. Like, it felt like he was pointing and laughing at me for believing it. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it, it doesn't invalidate that there could be... Not even that there could be, that there is a multiverse. Um, it's just the, it was a good example of like right place, right time yeah. kind of thing. And I feel like that's what Mysterio is, is right place, right time, right look, feel kind of villain that he knows how to fit into that. Whatever niche or whatever hole there is, he can fill that to be. And it just so happened that it worked out that, like multiverse. Yeah, they're they're really playing off our hopes there. Yeah, or also it was it was just a super lucky thing that they came up with that and it just so happened that secretly like Nick Fury and the Avengers and all the superheroes knew about the multiverse and they'd be like, "Oh shit, like if he knows about the multiverse, that's real. Like he has to be real to have that happen." Yeah. Yeah. So Mysterio obviously it was all a big ploy in order to get Tony Stark's glasses which yep. control the whole Stark Enterprise network of defense yeah, a new technology. AI. Yeah. Drones, um, crazy drones. And basically everything, all those characters, Molten Man, Lava Man, Hydro Man, they're all illusions. Yep. They're all just projections. Done really, really cool. Yeah, like I like cool how they idea. established like, okay, it's the drones doing that this are projecting and a, how they work. A thing and then they do similar kind of ways to how the element quote-unquote elementals attack they do something like a sound pulse or something to make it yeah. feel like it's uh causing damage yeah yeah and everything kind of with him fighting spider-man when he's using the illusions was so cool mm-hmm. they were all just like these visual treats where it's just like yes this is how it should be yeah so now now we've got that out of the way let's go back to the start okay so it starts with peter planning to leave and go to uh europe right yeah, big class trip gonna make his move on mj yep Super teenagery. I liked it a lot. It felt real. It felt. It didn't feel cheesy in the wrong way. Yeah, it felt cheesy could... in the like. You were there when you were like sixteen at the yeah. time. You know what he's feeling, and that's a pretty accurate representation. Good chemistry with those guys for sure. Yep. Uh, his buddy, uh, Ned, <laughs> fantastic. Oh yeah, he's always he's always great. I like. <laughs> I like how he instantly 
<laughs> boyfriend girlfriend with Betty like <laughs> the moment they're on the plane together yeah it's fantastic all it abandons the bachelors in Europe plan <laughs> like took immediately idea, proves the idea would have worked <laughs> um so yeah they head to Europe pretty normally I think at that point not much crazy goes on up until that point um and then Nick Fury shows up a great scene where he Hits Ned with the tranquilizer dart, mm-hmm. threatens to hit his teacher. Somebody else knocks, and he's like going to lose his mind over people knocking on Peter's door in the middle of the night. Yeah, which uh, you know, that's the role you want Sam Jackson in with Nick Fury, playing that kind of like weird mentorship role. Really playing off the fact that like no one gets pissed off like he does, <laughs> and it's always really goddamn entertaining. Yeah, it was really funny. Him calling Peter, Peter a bitch was just great. <laughs> Yeah, this is right after he meet, sort of meets Mysterio for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're uh, in Venice, and a uh, monster attacks. Mysterio shows up, mostly saves the day. Peter does Spider-Man stuff. Helps, keeps it Helps out, up. keep people safe, that kind of stuff. Um, he's brought into the fold, explained who Mysterio is, presenting himself as another person from a different Earth. Incredibly heroic. Yeah, chasing these elementals. Being the same sort of like mentor character that tony stark was to him yeah less quips yeah still that same kind of like fatherly figure yeah and um instantly endears himself to peter um especially with the way samuel jackson or not samuel nick fury is treating him uh nick fury is kind of treating him like you're a hero just be a hero like just do it Mm -hmm. and if you're not good enough get out of the way yeah and quentin beck mysterio really kind of seems to be trying to like help him and understand and be understanding and be like, like I get it that this is a lot for a teenager to, to deal with. Like you're obviously capable, but we want you here because you want to be here. Not because you feel you need to be. There's some great, like uh one-on-one scenes between them. Mm-hmm. Um, it builds up to like a final battle in Prague with the molten yep, monster. In Prague, man. there's some there's some funny way funny things happen on the way. Um, pretty standard like teen romance comedy. Hijinks. Hijinks. Yeah, hijinks is probably the best word for it. They get to Prague, they beat the one, and then you realize you're like, well, this is only half the movie. Like, yeah, it's only yeah. been an hour, and they've beat the thing. So you're like, what could possibly be going on? So Quentin takes him to a bar, says, "Let's go get a drink." Yep. Yeah, they're in Europe, so it's okay, you know. It's not twenty-one <laughs> well, Europe. He he drinks lemonade. Oh, okay. Well, they still go to a bar, have a drink, <laughs> have a heart to heart. Yep. You Peter know. believes that Quentin is because Tony left him these glasses mm-hmm. and the note that said, or that Happy told him that was for the next Iron Man. He takes that to mean Peter would pick who the next Iron Man was, not that Peter is the next Iron Man. Not capital i iron man more the concept of iron man yeah so he thinks quentin is the one to be that because he's just been super heroic he's saved and he's sympathizing with peter so he looks at mysterio in the same way that he looked at iron man and tony so he gives him the glasses peter leaves and instantly like a switch flips and all the illusions come down and you realize and that's the big twist that mysterio has been doing this all just to get these glasses. Yep, every moment just means to exploit Peter, his frailties in order to get those glasses from him, and specifically for Peter to reprogram the glasses before giving it to him. Yep, 
fantastic villain monologue from him <laughs> in the best way possible because it was cheesy and it was overwrought and it was silly but every little thing was explained but that's mysterio that was the purpose of it that was the other thing which bothered me <laughs> that it was just like the most extrapolated bit of dialogue unrealistic where it's just like you you did this let me list the things you did but i think it's unrealistic for real people but it's quite obvious mysterio slash quentin beck is not like a stable regular real person let's not go with that let's go with the fact that they needed to explain it and they're embracing the fact that they needed to explain it so they just thought fuck it we're going to explain it and have fun with it yeah that's what it was i don't think that makes it bad i think that (laughs) makes it good (laughs) that they fully uh, they fully stepped in leaned into the fact that mysterio is like the weird eccentric over controlling director of Mm -hmm. a movie because that's essentially what it is. Yes, very much. And he so. fully does the whole like over controlling director. Oh thing. yeah, every little minutia. He's getting on people's case, threatening to kill them. Yeah, you have characters. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't notice if it was the same people they use, but like popping up bit parts from old movies. The one guy that they mention from Iron Man One mm-hmm. with Obadiah Stane, it is the exact same. Okay. Yep, it's the very guy that cool. was in there. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, it's all they're all former Stark employees. Yep. Fantastic who, joke from Mysterio about the hologram technology. He called his life work <laughs> barf. It's a fantastic joke. Yeah, just like which is such a Tony Stark thing. But yeah, like like the little the guy's work and his vision and they're there to basically reclaim all this stuff. Yep. And to present Mysterio as the hero that Tony Stark should have been. Yep. Um, minus the megalomania, but of course with ample megalomania. Yeah. Yep. All behind the scenes stuff. Which is perfect Mysterio, as you said. Like that's him. Yeah. That's the character. Yeah. I I really liked the twist, even though that's what I expected. Yeah. It to be. I liked how it was executed. Um, and then from then on, when he got to actually be the villain, it was incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. Fucking nonstop. Just because he, up until that point, it felt like Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not like he was phoning it in acting wise, but it was very standard. Wrote it didn't feel like anything special. It didn't feel like it warranted someone of his talent. Exactly. Like it's like it's good he's doing this role, but I kept on thinking like in the build up to the film before seeing it was that like why did I get him from Mysterio of all things? You know, like how big is Mysterio going to be? It just seems like you know standard fucking villain and then once he's able to be the villain it's like oh this is why they got the guy yeah because he knows how to goddamn play the role exactly and it lends that air of legitimacy to what's a pretty silly villain from what i understand in the comics oh yeah no absolutely it lends this real air of like oh no that's like that could actually be a villain like he despite having this like kooky idea and his concept real serious villain that you believe the threat of and completely sociopathic in the sense that like he doesn't care what the collateral damage is in order for him to basically get that spotlight yeah Yeah. to be the hero Uh, and yeah the final action scenes the whole final sequence was incredible you have basically him launching two final sequences yes or yeah yeah, we get a little ahead of ourselves Mm -hmm. peter realizes this through uh during one of the fights, one of the drones Mysterio used, or one of the hologram bits on the drone, falls off, and MJ picks it up. 
they have a funny heart to heart conversation out on a bridge where Peter's going to tell her he likes her, but she's like, "Oh, you're Spider Man, right?" And initially, he wants to de- like deny it. Then realizes he starts having the realization at the same point that Mysterio is evil, or at least he's not who he says he is. Fully admits it and is like, "Yeah, I'm Spider Man, but we gotta go do this. Like, <laughs> this is serious." Yeah, yeah. Which is totally like it plays off the tone, right? Like yeah. it's it's not this big serious thing. It's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm Spider Man. Let's get out of here. He's gonna kill us. Yeah. Some more hijinks happen. Um, then it get to a fantastic scene where Peter thinks he's oh, yes. meeting with uh, Nick Fury to tell him about Mysterio, and gets almost to the end, and then Mysterio plays it like shows his hand and says, "You just like." told me everything I needed to know. Mm. And it's all been an illusion. Goes into a great trippy, fully embracing the weird illusion aspect of it sequence, which I loved. It got back into the original Spider-Man suit uh, just for that sequence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some skeletal Iron Man to scare him. Yes, which was very cool. Very freaky. Just uh, one of the best uses of like an entirely CGI scene. Yeah. From what I understand, everything in that scene was CGI. Oh, for sure. There's no way you couldn't have done and it. And it was great. It was yeah. amazing. They go on to London. Mysterio's going to stage his big final show, kind of defeating all the monsters. Peter meets up with Happy. Uh, gives him a pep talk. Yep. Gives him a pep talk. Gets a new suit being built. Has that nice moment where he's building a suit and Happy's looking at him. And you can totally tell he's just seeing Tony. Exactly. The same thing. Yeah, it's a nice kind of passing of the torch thing. Seeing yeah. the guy that looked after Tony now looking after Peter. And seeing the same thing he always saw in Tony now in Peter. Just really nice. Really solidifies, I think, the fact that Marvel is going to go full in on Spider-Man being one of the, at least one of the main focuses. Which is fine, because he only has one movie left in his contract, so you know they're going to resign it, but it's like... Yeah, that Sony would be monumentally idiotic if they don't continue to do this and continue to let Marvel just be like, here's what we're doing with it. You can make all the money, but we need Spider-Man. Like, we want Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, there's so much money to be made. And again, it's it's working right now. Let it work. Exactly. Do the character the favor it deserves and make money along the way. Exactly. There's no reason not to other than stupid pride. And yeah. I hope to God the financial success of Venom does not get in Sony's <laughs> head and be like, oh, we could do that with Spider-Man. And then they just like shit all over it with the fourth new Spider-Man. Yeah. It's this weird thing that Marvel's in this strange position where they have to continue to placate Sony in order to keep that going. Like now you've got them, the people in the Marvel end even talking about bringing Venom in and doing that stuff. And you can totally tell like that's just a move to say, Hey Sony, here's some more money. Yeah. Let's, let's keep playing. And I feel like Marvel makes enough money that they can afford to do that. To just be like, you can have all the money from this. We just really want the character Mm -hmm. to be able to use in our like team up films. Yeah. You can still have his solo films. We'll offer all the creative stuff we like have on it, but we want him for the licensing. Ups. I think's the big thing in terms of uh, products like toys and shit. That's that's really where the money's at. Yeah. So yeah, Peter comes in, cool fight, the illusions and stuff. It's a real neat seeing the illusion from the inside, mm-hmm. seeing all yeah, the drones so putting cool. up the illusion, which is really neat. 
the final scene on the bridge where we finally see his Peter Tingle yeah. or his Spidey sense um, is fantastic. That yeah. I think is the closest we've seen to like what I think of when I think of Spider-Man fighting with like his Spidey sense and moves that are like one or two steps ahead, no matter what. Yeah. yeah was fantastic. Barely. Yeah. He, he beats Mysterio one last little illusion fake out at the end which really solidifies the spidey sense mm-hmm. a nice ending they get back seems relatively safe and then that's kind of the end outside of the mid credits and post credits and then you have two incredible yes scenes. so before before we talk about that going into this i think we might have talked about this previously about how we were weren't 100 percent sure about continue not continuing on seeing marvel movies but the hype level and the excitement for new ones. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I had explicitly said it, but I was kind of at the point where I was like, I'll still go see them, but I don't know if I'm going to be like ravenously looking for information and as diehard as it has been, because Iron Man was always like my guy in it. And now that he's died, I was kind of like, maybe that's enough for now or take it a little easier. These two post credit scenes, like got me back like, <laughs> instantly after the movie i was like what's the next movie coming out like, when's it coming out who's it about what's going on in it and i'm just like i f- i feel it again mm-hmm. i'm just like i and i was like i didn't think they could do it one film after endgame yeah I- i'm not there like my interest i think reached its climax um i'm still interested in the movies and like i think the position that the universe was put in with each one of those scenes was great Specifically the mid-credits. Yes, yes. So we have... But that wasn't even the biggest surprise, though. Yeah, no, no. So the mid-credits scene, Peter uh, meets up with MJ and takes her swinging through the thing. And it's fantastic because it's not the same as... uh, It's not happy. It's not 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 a positive situation. She's losing her mind because Peter is swinging through New York City at like... A ridiculous speed and it's just like with one arm yeah and it's just like this is not okay (laughs) (laughs) and it's great because that's how a regular person react peter is not a regular person so obviously it doesn't affect him but he's wearing a little velocity suit he's good (laughs) mj's a regular human being that would be scary as shit Mm -hmm. so then they 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 end up in times square yeah they drop down times square and then a familiar voice pops up and first the familiar voice is uh it's a newscast but then it's it's a video mysterio made right at the end like on the bridge scene where they're fighting and uh he reveals peter's identity yeah and makes it seem like peter was the one who ordered the drone strikes yeah um, so not only does everyone know who spider-man is and puts up a picture of him yep he looks like a terrorist yeah um and there's a, an interesting debate about how what was the name of the ai Whatever the name of the AI in the glasses Tony left mm-hmm. to Peter, she never said Mysterio was dead. When Peter asked her about Mysterio, he only asked about if all the illusions were gone. Mm-hmm. And she responded in the affirmative. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's dead. And I really hope he comes back in some capacity because he was fantastic yeah no one dies in marvel <laughs> especially just getting shot you know <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of uh, people i've seen a few theories that the for the third spider-man it might be like sinister six 
Oh, yeah. Because like Vulture's still alive. He's only in prison. You've introduced Scorpion. Yep. Scorpion was introduced. We've still not tackled like some of the bigger villains to show up at all. Um, I think a third movie with the Sinister Six would be a bit of a jump. I think you still need to introduce, at the very least, Norman Osborn first. Yeah. Or Doc Ock first. Because those are the two big guys, right? Mm-hmm. You can't have introduce them both in a movie and then do a team up. Nah, one of them has to come out first. It I, would be a jumbled movie. Like if anyone could do yeah. it, it's them. But I fear it would be a little too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's what they hold off for for the next round of Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they will not end after three. No, definitely, they're going to re-sign him. He's definitely the center of it all. But we need to go back to that familiar voice. So then a familiar voice comes on and uh, exclaims that Spider-Man's a menace. The words, the Daily Bugle, come across the screen. and Not unlike the Daily Stormer or Infowars yep, at the bottom. Very reminiscent of the current state of news, quote-unquote, news media is. Shock news, I guess, is probably the yeah. better, a good term for it. And J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yes. Like The wh- perfect casting, a casting that could never, ever be overcome. Nobody could live up to it. Nobody could outdo it. So Just why bother? Yeah. Just have him back. Who Same cares? guy, different universe. He's a little bald. Yep. It's cool. Go with it. It's great. Yeah. I was so... And the weird thing is, I was the only one in the theater who had like a vocal reaction to really? that. Really? I was like, yes! And like, silence. And oh. it's like, no, you got, you had to be alive for this. Like half, you had to have seen those like other at movies. At least half of our theater was like... Oh, like visibly and verbally exclaiming when we hear J.K. Simmons go into his anti-Spider-Man rant. Yeah, that did not happen. My fear. Oh yeah, we had it we had people that were thing. like, yeah. Even my buddy was restrained, and it's like you fucking love those early Spider-Man. Oh movies. yeah, no, Camille and I were ecstatic when we yeah. saw that. We were just like smacking each other's arms, like it's. Fucking J. Jonah Jameson. And I just want him in every movie moving forward. Oh, yeah. Just like always having like an anti-Captain Marvel fucking point of view. Yep. Throwing some shit about Wakanda. Just have his voice show up once per yeah, movie. It would be fantastic. So happy with that. That's that's what needed to happen. Yep. That 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 in my head like, like okay, this is a good series. That was so good. <laughs> I was so happy to see that. Yeah, um, so it's, it definitely puts this in the position like where does the character go from here, which is great. That's what you want to happen. Yep, yep. There's no precedent for it in the comics. Like, yes, his identity has been revealed before. But it's and, always gone back to him being... Yeah, that's the one more day thing. Yeah. Um, yes, there's been times where he's been framed, but doing it both at once, well, that's different. Mm-hmm. And that's big. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. And then in classic Marvel fashion, the... Post credit scene is a stinger for fu- the future of the universe, not necessarily the movie it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's revealed that Nick Fury has not been Nick Fury through the entire movie. Same thing with Maria Hill. Yep. They were scrolls. Yep, they were scrolls. But they were working with Nick Fury. Which is the strange thing. Yeah. Well, they remember, they established scrolls are good guys. I still don't think that should stop secret invasion from being on the table true but it it needs to be somebody other than these scrolls like talos and talos and uh, i can't remember the the woman's name yeah i think anyway there she has uh, 
a name she's meant. It, I think it's his wife. Yeah. Well, either way, yes, it's revealed that they've been impersonating Maria Hill and Nick Fury. He then phones Nick Fury, who yep, is and says on like stuff's going wrong. This is uh, we did our best, but uh, shit's fucked up, and uh, we need you back. Yeah, because it was. It seems like it was his call that Mysterio was the good guy. Yep, and the guy to go with. He botched it, and so it turns out Nick Fury is actually just on a scroll ship, chilling. Yep, he gets up, asks where his pants are, and uh, that's the end. Yeah, so like I again, you know, I like Secret Invasion. I think it's a great story. I would have preferred it not being their buddies with him, but you know, at the same time. Eh, I like his his uh, chemistry with Fury. Talos and Fury had this funny thing going on. What would you? I just had this thought. What do you think if if they had a wholly new idea for this middle kind of phase until they can really bring in the Fantastic Four or the X Men or something? What if it's like something that's not been done in the comics? It's a new story because up till now it's mostly relied, at least for inspiration. On comic stories. Yeah, everything's been vaguely based on a comic story. Yeah, because even like Civil War, it's not how it happens in the comics like at all. Mm-hmm. But the the idea of splitting them up, Cap and Iron Man on one, on either side, um, even Infinity War, or all Homecoming, those. Homecoming, for example, which is a, an original story, but ultimately like is a bunch of different Spider-Man stories thrown together. Exactly. What if the big story, maybe they take a, a known villain... But then they they do a new idea. Yeah, like it's possible. I don't see why not. Because again, like you said, Infinity War was kind of that. Like, yes, it's based off the Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War storylines. But it doesn't happen the same. In the most vaguest sense. Yeah. Sense it's just it's just Thanos. Thanos trying to get the stones and trying to snap half the. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very much so. I think. um, I think it could be an interesting kind of breath of fresh air. I think they'll always draw inspiration, though. That's. That's true. There's so much they can. Yeah, Why yeah. and a lot of the work to. is taken out of it. And there is something to putting something out there which is recognizable on some level. You can also play with people's expectations that way. That's true. There's a lot of storytelling opportunities there. Um, but yeah, like equally, you know, riffing off an old idea and turning into something new that's completely possible. Whether it would be like, you know, the big kind of like crossover storylines where they do it that way. I mean, no, I think it'll always draw inspiration because the only way you can really do it without drawing inspiration is like using a wholly new character, for example. That's true. Which I I will never see them do. I don't think they would ever do that. Yeah, I don't think people would take to it. Yeah, there's Um, and there's too many characters where if they did a new character, everybody would be like, well, why didn't you do this character? Or why didn't you do this? Why did you feel you had to do a new character? My response will always be, why not Dr. Doom? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> should always be Doctor Doom. The yeah. fact that Doctor Doom's not there the second you got the say, goddamn right. There's no way we don't see Doctor Doom in the next decade. Oh yeah, no, for sure. In the sure. next 10 years, we sure. will see Doctor Doom on screen in a fantastic way. Yeah. Guaranteed. Like, it'll be awesome okay. because... Yeah. It won't just be like random Fantastic Four bad guy Doom. It will be Doom the threat to the Marvel Universe Doom. Yeah, who I, thinks he's doing the right thing. I think that'll be phase five or whatever it is yeah, yeah or at least that'll when when they'll start like hinting at it kind of like how they hinted at thanos at the end of phase one yes yes like him and galactus those are the two that you can build towards now mm-hmm. and they're separate phases unto themselves for me galactus is the ultimate 
you know, like when, when Jack Kirby was developing Galactus and the Silver Surfer, to him, Galactus was God and Silver Surfer was his prophet. He was meant to be the the absolute end game. To maybe, maybe they do that, have them fight Doom, defeat him, and then realize what Doom was doing. Of course. That's, that's already a story, yeah, right? because Doom, that was always his thing, right? He wants the power. Like, he tried taking Silver Surfer's board, and it happened, I think, more than one occasion. And it was always because I want to stop Galactus. It wasn't actually that. It was because I want the power and I want the glory to go with it. Yeah. And I'll get the glory if I stop Galactus. And I'll keep the power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was his version of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be silly if they didn't go with that because it, it plays into the characters so well. So have we heard anything about – we've heard release dates and we we know there's more movies coming, but they've not been tied together. No, right? but we'll probably get our answers soon because Comic-Con is about oh, yes. to start. And, and I, I heard – Marvel has a big – Marvel's going to be yeah, there in a big way. Like a Hall H on Saturday night. And most uh, – most other big things at Comic-Con, like big production companies, won't be there. No, no. DC's not there. I think Warner Brothers is not there. Fox isn't there because they essentially don't exist anymore. Yep. But Marvel has, and they've got no releases on the slate this year. So, yeah, What do you want to bet? Do you think they put names to dates? Yes. Yeah. Because they did that for Phase 3. But they didn't do it at Comic-Con. They did it like a Disney thing. I also, I've heard, though, that they were they weren't happy that they did that because it gave them a real strict timeline for what to do. But they ended up moving things around and it was okay. Cause originally Inhumans was on that list. That's true. And then when they got, they got Spider-Man that threw everything out of whack and they said, okay, we're going to focus now on civil war, get him in there. Fucking humans, which I don't think anyone's going to say what the <laughs> fuck to. Yeah. But I, but yeah, I've, I've definitely heard, talk that kevin feige has said they don't really want to do the crazy large-scale roadmap that they previously have done well they have the date set yeah but that's more of a production business level yes for sure they have to they have to put that stuff out yeah than a creative level thing but But, i they know what they're doing and what we have six more guaranteed next captain marvel they're filming black widow as we speak black widow eternals Eternals. That's the next one being filmed. Doctor Strange that. two has yep. our has been talked about. Black Panther two. Black Panther two. Be stupid not to. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yep. So seven. Five, that's six. That's six. Yeah. Six. And you can only assume a third Spider Man. Yep. Third Spider Man, and there'll be a team up movie yep. of some sort. The other ones are talking about. Oh, like another Shang Chi. Shang Chi, which I I'm meh about. Like I mean, I'd rather see a, a Daredevil movie personally. <laughs> I'll I'll see it because or a Punisher movie. At, at this point, <laughs> I have to see them all. Because well, the weird thing to me, Shang Chi was always just like, like Iron Fist's less interesting sidekick, you know. And Iron Fist is by no means that interesting, unless written by, was it Ed Brubaker? I don't know. He did a really good run. The Immortal Iron Fist. That short run was incredible. But yeah, like I don't know. I I, I you know if they they can fucking turn water into wine. So I'm yeah, sure it'll be. Great. I was gonna say. I have like one sentence to argue that Mysterio and Vulture are two of the best villains <laughs> in the MCU. So yes, fair point. I think fair they point. can take most people, especially because they're not whole. Like they're not set on sticking directly to everything that happens in the comics or what necessarily like how they have to be. Mm, they take inspiration an sure. and then 
interpret it in their own way, which is, I think, the perfect way to do these type of things. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you a single Shang-Chi villain, though. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I had never even heard of him until I heard that he was getting a movie. Yeah. Well, he's about to be a fucking made man, apparently. That's yeah. what ends up happening to all these guys. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, at this point, they know how to make a good movie. At the very, at the very least, an entertaining one. Yeah, I'd still so rather just see a good fucking Wolverine movie with Omega Red before <laughs> Shang-Chi, but that's just me. That's my bias kicking in. Well, they could only start Wolverine stuff like a couple months ago. Yeah, well, you know someone's writing it. If someone's not writing it, call me. I'll write the damn thing. <laughs> Why don't you go submit your uh, spec script? I once submitted a spec script for a fucking movie, and it got fucking sent back to me days later. <laughs> and they're just like, we don't take unsolicited scripts, so never again. Oh, Never you, again. you could do this one. It's a passion project. Oh, it's funny. The other day I was thinking about like how would I execute an X Men movie? And just I was running. Just over the course of a run, I'm like, Yeah, that's how I would do a Sentinel story. And that's your first fucking X Men story. I have no but idea what I would do for anything for the of this type. They have the smartest, geekiest minds in the world working on this stuff. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. I just want it now. That's all. <laughs> Not disputing the fact it'll be great. Of course it'll be great. Just give it to me soon. Yeah. So, all right. I guess I won't ask you to rank them because that's too many at this point. What we can kind of agree there are at least like three, if not four tiers of Marvel films. Where would you put Far From Home? Um, Top of the second tier or bottom of the top tier? Yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, it's really good. Within the top 10, easily. Urgh. Top 10 is top the top 10. half. Remember, 23 films. Yeah. Are there, are, so there nine, are there nine ones. you would prefer over it? Okay. Ragnarok. Okay, okay. We can say three Avengers films right off the bat. All the Avengers films with the exception of Age of Ultron. Yes. Um, Ragnarok, Civil War. That's five. Um... Winter Soldier. Six. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the episode we did where we broke down our top five, <laughs> and now I can't. Um, Guardians. Guardians 1. Do I like it more than Guardians 1? Do you like it more than the first Spider-Man? Because I distinctly remember you mentioning the first Spider-Man being pretty high up. Yes, I like it more than... or So, no, no, I like the, the first one You like more. the first one better? Okay. I do. Because I thought... I was so surprised with Vulture. And they were able to make it personal, which I thought was great. You know, it's not like this was a big step down, or I would say, I wouldn't say it was worse. It's Mm. just that one happens to be slightly better. better. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, it comes down to preference, I think. Yeah, that's a hard one, man. By by the sounds of it, yeah, I guess it would be my top ten of the Marvel movies. Yeah, I don't think I could name nine. Well, I don't think I could name ten that I would prefer over it. Yeah, Iron Man 1. So, like... Eight yeah. or nine, probably. Yeah, yeah, but it's there. It's on the low end of it. Actually, I, I, I don't even know. I'd probably put it because, like, I like the first Avengers, but I don't know if I'd put it guaranteed in my top ten. Oh, I would. It was just fucking spectacular because it was the first crossover. Brilliant. We've had this discussion. We just because it was the first of something doesn't mean it was good. But the way that it was executed, like it, it was very. That's the problem with these because they are all still like fantastic films mm-hmm. but i think I, I like this more than that and i think i liked it more than the first spider-man like homecoming 
uh, yeah, it, it'd probably be a, a couple steps higher for me personally, but still firmly within the lower half of the top 10. Yeah, but it's a great movie. You haven't seen it. Well, well shit, it, we just ruined it for yeah, you. Yeah, and it's well worth seeing if anybody that has listened to this still wants to go <laughs> see it. It's it's actually, even if you know what's going to happen, it's great. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't lose anything knowing the It's twist, still like think. well-paced visual splendor. You'll yep. enjoy it. You'll it's a, a it's a little slow for the first third, but when it kicks up, I think yeah. But as soon as Mysterio reveals he's a villain, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those ones where you're, it just keeps escalating in the right way. You yep. kind of don't want it to end by the end. Yep. But it's Marvel. It'll never end. And you you, get we J. know K. that. Simmons back, so that by itself exactly. This will just hype you for the next one. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which is always the point, right? Because it's oh, always yeah. about the next one. <laughs> Anyways. We'll do this again next week. Yep. Thanks again for listening. Hope you're all doing well. Till then, take it easy. Bye.